The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of Lexington Community Radio or its board of directors. The views expressed are solely those of the programmers. You are listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for tuning in to WLXU 93.9 FM. In addition to listening to us on the radio, you can check out our Facebook live stream at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks, or you can download the Radio Lex app on your smartphone device to listen to us anywhere in the entire world. You can also check out the show at radiolex.us. Amber Turner and I are both broadcasting from the Deborah Hensley Studios here at Radio Lex on North Limestone. It is May the 19th, 401 to be exact. Amber, how are you doing? Adam, it is burning up. It is very hot, but I'm doing a new thing. I'm wearing shorts to the studio. I know. I've never really worn shorts to the studio. I don't know why. I feel like I can get more done in jeans. Yeah. But now I'm wearing shorts. This is the second week in a row I've wore shorts. I know, and you look comfortable. Do do you think the show was still good and still on point last week? Oh, absolutely. So you don't think the shorts are affecting the show in a bad way? I don't know if there's a correlation between you wearing the pants and you wearing the shorts uh, that gives us a good show. I think we just have a good show. Regardless of what you wear, yes, but uh, shorts they they feel they feel better than pants. That's yeah. that's for sure. Little breeze, yes, and jeans are just a lot sometimes. Well, uh, yeah, jeans are just a lot. But Amber, it is May the nineteenth. It's a, a beautiful day outside, very warm. And usually, I always before the show, I always like to take a shower to recharge. Yeah, just so I can. That's kind of like how I recharge. I feel that. take a shower. It's almost like a fresh day when I get out of the shower, like I just woke up. Yeah, kind of like a morning cup of coffee to some people. But today, I did not take a shower, but instead, I took a bath. Oh, no. What have you done to yourself? And I stayed in the bathtub way too long. When's the last time you took a bath? Oh, my gosh, today. To the point to where my fingers (laughs) look like an 85-year-old man's. You pruny? Very pruny. And have you ever wondered why your fingers get wrinkly in the water? <laughs> I mean, yes. And I think I've read a few things, but I know you're going to give me the right well, answer. Well, it's because the blood, the phenomenon of why we look like 90-year-old people after yeah. staying in the bathtub so long is because our blood vessels below the skin that constrict, uh, it's it's it. It just makes it wrinkly. And scientists say that our body naturally does that so we can pick up things easier See, when we're wet. That's what I was thinking. We, it was like a demorphing back into, or I guess de-evolving. Yeah, it's yeah. weird, isn't it? Like how our bodies kind of go into survival mode when we get wet. It makes our skin wrinkly so we can pick things up easier. Oh, it scares me to death every time. It is. It don't is matter weird. how many times. But that was uh, when I found out that answer because I was always curious as to why that was, why we always turn pruny in the water. Yeah. It was baffling to find out that answer. And it made me start thinking, Amber, of other things that I've always wondered about. And I have here a list of answers to baffling questions that you have always wondered about. I'm um, going we'll to have to set up for this and, one, guys. And uh, one of those things was probably, uh, 
pruny pruny hands. But <laughs> we were talking about jeans earlier in the show. But yeah. have you ever wondered if you ever looked at your jeans and noticed that above your pocket you have a little pocket? Uh, yeah. Have you ever wondered what that tiny <laughs> jean pocket was for? I always just thought it was just put my thumb in. It's actually not a pointless pocket. It's not a pointless pocket. In the 1800s, when they were originally a place for me, they were a place for men to store their pocket watches. Okay. So Levi Strauss made every pair of jeans with a little hole or a little pocket above the pocket for men to put their pocket watches in there. And for some reason, they still make it like that. I did not know that. Okay, so that's a pocket watch pocket. Have you ever wondered why people wear their wedding bands on the fourth finger? I always thought it's because that's the one that's directly to your heart. It says here that the tradition of a, that's a good, that's a good theory. It says the tradition of wearing a wedding band on your fourth finger apparently dates back to ancient Egypt when the ring signified eternity and many believed there was a delicate nerve that ran from the ring finger to the heart, Aww. which was thought to be the center of our emotions. So we have followed that tradition of wearing it on the fourth finger. Yep. Have you ever wondered why why people say hello when they answer the phone? No. Well, it depends on where you're at. <laughs> if you're back home in Eastern Kentucky, they don't always say hello. No. Some guys will pick up the phone and say, yeah. Yellow. Yeah. Like, I knew a guy. He owned a business. Yeah. And, you know, most people when they own business are like, hello, it's the David Shops, David Mechanical Shop. How may I help you? <laughs> but no, back home, you call a mechanical shop. Ring, ring, he'll pick up the phone. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you kind of are sitting there, you don't know what to do. But the reason we say hello, standard eyes, while we all kind of just pick up the phone and say hello, is the telephone was originally constantly open like a walkie-talkie back in the day. But there were was a need to signal when someone wanted to start a conversation. Thomas Edison reportedly suggested that callers say hello when they wanted to let the other person know that they were ready to talk. His rival, Alexander Graham Bell, is said to have thought, ahoy, would be better. <laughs> I'm going to agree with that one. Ahoy? Ahoy! Oh, I think hello has much more of a <laughs> smoother, smoother tone to it. I might just start dropping the yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People call, yeah. Some people will pick up the phone and say, from home, they'll pick up the phone and say, talk to me. Oh, come on. <laughs> what do you need? Have you ever wondered why most chalkboards, or blackboards rather, are green? Mm-mm. Have you ever wondered that? No. Because they're, they're green. Yeah. Blackboards were originally black. Yeah. Back when students would use individual size painted wood or slate boards. But once teachers needed bigger boards, companies started making them out of steel plates coated with green porcelain-based enamel to be lighter, less fragile, and thus easier to ship. Oh. There's a reason behind everything. Okay. You, you, you kind of just think, you know... Oh, it's just green because... It's green. It's it's easy on the eyes. No, it's because it was easier to ship. Have you ever wondered why all school buses are yellow? (laughs) Kinda, yes, actually. The the standard color is officially called National School Bus Glossy Yellow. Oh, goodness. And it dates back to a 1939 conference of transportation officials of each state in the U.S. Yellow was chosen because it's visible to all hours and the black lettering atop is clear. By 1974, all the school buses in the U.S. met the standard. Oh, my goodness. That yellow haunts my dreams. Right. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Have you ever wondered why old paper turns yellow? 
I, ooh, I, I, no, I was going to say I knew this, but I was going to lie. It says here, being exposed to air and sunlight causes a chemical process that allows paper to absorb more sunlight and darken from, from there white to yellow. There we go. And then finally, Amber, have you ever wondered, have you ever wondered what causes the feeling of butterflies in your stomach? No. <laughs> because... Sometimes that could be a thing. The fluttering feeling can be nervous or excited, but these feelings in the brain are reportedly interpreted as stress and oh. activate your fight or flight adrenaline, yeah. which then increases blood flow to the heart, lungs, and muscles. That, yeah. that then decreases blood flow to the gut, which gives you a slightly nauseous sensation. Now, look, when I tell my granny I had butterflies, she told me it was gas. <laughs> so I don't know who I believe. Oh, and then finally here, I got one more. Have you ever wondered why kitty cats or cats love boxes? Why they like just climbing in boxes for I know, but Fat Cat loves them. Cats, big and small, love to climb in a box that can fit them, and apparently they do it to feel safe so that nothing can peek up on them. Mm-hmm. It's recommended to keep a small space for a pet to for a pet cat to go when they need some alone time. Well, I think it's what, if it fits, I sits. Yeah. I think that's their motto. Yeah, and, and, and it makes a lot of sense. Cats are small. They don't want to be snuck up on. Mm-mm. And a box kind of gives them that advantage of being able to protect themselves and not be snuck up on. Well, yeah, you got three, you know, three, you four vantage covers already covered. Exactly. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is some answers to some baffling questions you have probably always wondered about. So you always learn something on Off the Cuff. And educational. Y- you never know what you're going to learn. Well, I'm a college professor. I know. And that's just kind of how it is. But ladies and gentlemen, we still have lots more off the cuff to go. So stick with us. We'll be right back after these words. Making his way down the aisle is the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Just kidding. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio. It is graduation season. It is in full effect for the most part. A lot of colleges have already graduated. Still some colleges have yet to have their graduation ceremony. I saw that the University of Tennessee in Knoxville... Is still graduating students this Saturday. So, college graduation, it's still in full effect. I seen NYU had something the other day, and Taylor Swift got like an honorary doctorate degree. Don't even get me started on that. But it is the time for graduation speakers like Taylor Swift or celebrities to get up and speak at those Ivy League schools. And it's always crazy, too, when you go to an Ivy League school. You never know who your guest speaker is going to be. No, they always have some of the best people come there. Oprah. No, Conan O'Brien. Didn't Jim Carrey, Robin Williams. Yes. the, The best of the best will show up to those Ivy League schools, graduation speakers. I don't remember who my guest speaker was at my graduation. Do you? I I was during COVID, so I don't even think we had one. So, yeah, it was... I don't really remember. But Ivy League schools, they do have some memorable 
graduation speech givers or guest speakers, you might want to call it. Oh, absolutely. But this is the time for people to get inspired, for people to really uh, sit down, try to take that advice with a grain of salt or just try to soak all of the advice they can possibly get from the speakers that come out and speak to them. And it made me start thinking, Amber, of some of the greatest commencement speeches throughout time. There's been a lot. There's been a lot. And what I have done here is compiled a list of some of the greatest commencement speeches to have ever existed. And what I have done here is went through and picked out the best quote from that particular speech. Okay. And and I'll play here. We'll start here with Steve Jobs. Okay. Could you imagine if Steve (laughs) Jobs was your guest speaker? I feel like I would want to listen to what he had to say. I'd probably hush and listen. You have to think. Uh Uh-huh. 90% of the world has this man's invention in their pocket. Oh, yeah. So. And he's talking to you, so pay attention. And the man who created it is talking to you. So I loved his speech he gave to Stanford University in 2005. He simply just said, you've got to find what you love. Your work is going to fill a large part of your life. And the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. How is that? Oh, that sounds like something yeah, you might have said now. Come if you on. haven't found it yet, keep looking and don't settle. As with all matters of the heart, you'll know when you find it. That's beautiful. I agree. Isn't it simple to find work that you love to do? And that sounds so cheesy, so cliche, but it's so true. No, you say something very similar to that. What is it you say? If you love what you do, you'll never work a day. You won't. And, and, and that's that's truly, truly the case. Denzel Washington okay. spoke to the class of 2011 at the University of Pennsylvania. He said, he said, you will fail at some point in your life. Accept it, you will lose. Let's take a listen. You will fail at some point in your life. Accept it. You will lose. You will embarrass yourself. You will suck at something. There's no doubt about it. If you don't fail, you're not even trying. Sometimes it's the best way to figure out where you're going. I think about people who haven't really experienced much failure. Yeah. And it it's probably because they're not putting themselves in situations to where they can fail. No. I have failed so many times. I've got a lot of rejection because I've put myself in situations that more than likely you're going <laughs> to fail at. The probability of, of succeeding at that is, is is low. Yeah. So I'm not one of these people who has that goes out and does things that I know I'm going to achieve at. I go out and do things that I know is going to be hard. So rejection is, is very prevalent in my life. Oh, and it needs to be for everyone. I went through a box of things in my garage the other day, yeah. and I had a whole shoe box yeah. of nothing but rejection letters <laughs> wow. from jobs and schools. <laughs> you're sub- I think those are like... Uh, Love, love, uh, love letters from your ex is you're supposed to burn those. Yes. So when you find yourself failing at things, getting rejected at things, that's a good thing. Absolutely. It's a good thing. Don't take that as a negative. That just means that you you need you're learning from this. You're, you're growing trying. from this. There's not failure into failing if you learn from it and try to be better at it. 
Here's another one. J.K. Rowling. Okay. Everybody knows her. She is the author and creator of the Harry Potter book series. She spoke to Harvard University in 2008. She said, You will never truly know yourself or the strength of your relationships until both have been tested by adversity. Let's take a listen. The knowledge that you have emerged wiser and stronger from setbacks means that you are ever after secure in your ability to survive. You will never truly know yourself or the strength of your relationships until both have been tested by adversity. Such knowledge is a true gift. There is no such thing. You like that? I like that. You will never know yourself unless you're tested by adversity. You won't really know the true measure of how tough you are, how smart you are until you're faced with adversity. Exactly. You have to be see you have to see how far you are willing to go for yourself, uh push yourself. So Oprah Winfrey also spoke at at uh Harvard University. Uh she spoke in was it 2013, yes, she spoke at Harvard University. Let's take a listen at what she says. Is failure. failure is just life trying to move us in another direction. Learn from every mistake. And then figure out what is the next right move. It is our she, failure. She, she says to, to learn from every mistake. Every opportunity needs to be a learning one. Yes. Conan O'Brien spoke at Dartmouth College in 2011. He said, it is our failure to become our perceived ideal that ultimately defines us and makes us unique. To become our perceived ideal that ultimately defines us and makes us unique. It's not easy. But if you accept your misfortune and handle it right, your perceived failure can become a catalyst for profound reinvention. Stephen Colbert spoke at Wake Forest University, and he simply just said, try to make the world good according to your standards. Try to make the world good according to your standards. It won't be easy. Get ready for my generation to tell you everything that can't be done like ending racial tension, or getting money out of politics, or lowering the world's carbon emissions. And we should know they can't be done. After all, we're the ones who didn't do them. Wow. <laughs> Your job, pro-humanitate, is to prove us wrong. Amy Poehler, most people know her as just the hilarious lady from Saturday Night Live. She spoke at Harvard University in 2011, and she said, you can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. As you navigate through the rest of your life, be open to collaboration. Other people and other people's ideas are often better than your own. I like that. I like that. Find a group of people who challenge and inspire you. Spend a lot of time with them, and it will change your life. 100%. I agree with that. 100%. I think that if you don't know how to do something, surround yourself with people who know what to do. Surround yourselves with experts. I don't know how to do a lot. I don't know how to put together things. But I know friends that do. I don't know maybe how to hang curtains, but I'll find somebody who knows how to hang a curtain. You're welcome. <laughs> and I 
like to hang around people that do inspire me. Well, yeah, that's, you know, you're either getting busy living or getting busy dying. And to me, getting busy living is you are learning. Always be a teachable person. And you have to have teachers in your life to be teachable. And then finally, one more here. Jim Carrey spoke at Marshare University in 2014. He said, you can fail at what you don't want. And this particularly is my favorite graduation speech that I've ever heard. Let's take a listen to this. Father could have been a great comedian, but he didn't believe that that was possible for him. And so he made a conservative choice. Instead, he got a safe job as an accountant. And when I was 12 years old, he was let go from that safe job. And our family had to do whatever we could to survive. I learned many great lessons from my father, not the least of which was that you can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. People will say, I don't want to go and be an actor. I don't want to go and and be a a singer. I don't want to go out and do that because I might not make it. Mm -hmm. But you might not make it as an accountant. Exactly. You might not make it as a secretary. So why not just go out and fail at something you want to do versus failing at something you don't even want to do? Exactly. Because you could fail at anything. And that's what he said. You can fail at pretty much anything. But those, ladies and gentlemen, is a list of some of the greatest graduation speeches of all time, and I wanted to just show, uh, let you listen to snippets of, of each. Those were good. I really, you know, the Jim Carrey one always gets me, so I love that that's your favorite one. Amber, just some more baffling answers uh, to questions that you've always wondered. Have you ever wondered why seashells sound like the ocean? No, but I love it. I mean, I always used to think that it did, too. But it says what you're hearing is, is actually a result of the seashell's shape capturing and reflecting ambient noise, amplifying certain frequencies that sound similar to the ambiance of waves. Well, how nice of them. Well, have you ever wondered why buildings, you know, those big tall buildings that you walk in, have you ever been blasted by air? Oh, yeah. When you first walk in at the entrance? Have you ever wondered why? (laughs) I'm I'm curious on this one. It's actually creating a secondary door made of air that keeps the temperature inside steady by preventing air from leaving or entering. It also prevents bugs and trash from getting swept in. See, I was going to say decontamination. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever wondered why some books leave empty pages? Uh, Do they leave empty pages? Well, yeah. There's some, when you flip through a book, there'll be a blank page and you're like, was this done intentionally? And I think sometimes at the bottom it says, uh, this this was done intentionally. Oh, like test packets. I've seen that. Yes. But it says pages for books are usually printed on very large sheets of paper called signatures, allowing groups of 8, 16, or 32 pages to be printed together. And folded out and cut. Since most written work doesn't divide perfectly by eight, there will often be spare pages from the process. Huh. And then finally here, before we take a break, have you ever wondered why we started saying cheese for photos? <laughs> no, but I do all the time. Well, it, well, it actually has nothing to do with cheese. Got any cheese? Oh, come on, our call. <laughs> It was reportedly it was reportedly mentioned as early as 1943 in a Texas newspaper article because saying the word cheese just makes people laugh. Cheese. Cheese. I mean, I agree. When people say say cheese, I don't really laugh though. <laughs> I don't really think that's funny. 
But all right, ladies and gentlemen, we still have lots more off the cuff to go, so stick with us. We'll be right back. Two off the cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Amber, I would love to just always come on the show and talk about positive things. But sometimes where we talk about so many current events on this show, we don't always have positive things to talk about. No, I mean, the world we live in isn't that positive anymore either. On May the 14th, A mass shooting occurred in Buffalo, New York at a Topps Friendly Market store, a supermarket in the Kingsley neighborhood on the eastern side of the city. Ten people were killed and three others were injured. Eleven of the victims were black. The shooter live-streamed the attack on Twitch. Mm. The accused identified as 18-year-old Peyton Gonklin of New York was taken into custody and charged with the first-degree murder. Been reading a little bit about this story. This man who did this, he wrote a manifesto describing himself as a white supremacist and voicing support for the Great Replacement conspiracy theory, which is basically saying that white people are going to be replaced by black people. And he's a white supremacist and he don't think black people should live. And he went into a grocery store He went into a grocery store and killed innocent people. And unfortunately, we live in a world where everything is recorded. Mm -hmm. Things are recorded and put online, Mm -hmm. and everybody can see it. Oh, yeah. Have you seen this particular shooting? Oh, I refuse to watch innocent people lose their lives because of one mentally ill person. It is one of the most horrific things that I've ever seen. Uh, It it was so just, I I don't have the words to really conjure up to to talk about how I, what I felt about the video. It was so nasty and brutal and violent that it's shocking. And it's still out there. And it's sad that, you know, back in the day, you heard about things like that happening. You just kind of had to create in your mind what you thought actually happened in that situation. Now we live in a world where we can actually see that event take place. Oh, they deliver it right to our front door now. Everybody has a phone. Everybody has a phone. And he went in and he shot uh, people in the head and the neck all over the place. It says, according to a document, he appears to have posted online the suspect plotted live streaming an attack on black people as far as November. The document included hand-drawn maps of the grocery store and tallies of the number of black people he saw there when he traveled for hours in March to scout the store. So this has been an attack that he's had planned for a long, long time. It's just uh, disgusting is almost the only thing you can think of. The fact that the complete disregard for human life to know that this is something that, you know, you didn't think about this just on the day you did it. You, you've you been thinking about this for months. And at no point did you ever, you know, just look at life and say, hey, my life is fragile. Other people's lives are fragile. I don't care what your skin color is. 
Well, I've been hearing stories of the little girl and dad uh, oh, who, no. who hid in a cooler to hide from the shooter yes. and the mom didn't make it out of the store. Uh, could you imagine being a child? Going, weren't they going to get stuff for a cookout? Going to get stuff for a cookout. Yeah, it was a grocery store. Yeah, just a fun day hanging out with your mom and dad and... You and your mom and dad go in and your mom doesn't come out. And people were just trying to pick up ingredients just of of things that they could eat. eat. They were just getting food. Yeah. Just trying to be normal. Just a, That's a human necessity. Everybody has to go and get food. And, and they, they were there to just continue living. Well, I wanted to share the names of the victims who got shot, but I can't seem to find the list of names. But it was very, very sad. And uh, the guy uh, has been taken into custody. Yeah. And uh, we talked about execution last week on the show. We did. He is somebody that needs to be executed because without a shadow of a doubt, we know that he was the one who did it. He recorded himself doing it. I think that's the, that's the part that is so disheartening. We have literally now devolved as a as an entire species that we just we have no regard for other people to the point that we put it on a Twitch. Uh, isn't that just a streaming service that people get on there and play video games? This isn't The Walking Dead in real life. You know, these are human beings, actual human beings that that do this. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just I think it's very sad. And, okay, here is the list of the names of the uh, victims who was killed in this horrific, uh, horrific accident. Um, Celestine Chastine, 65. Roberta Drury, 32. Andrea McNeil, 53. Catherine Massey, 72. Margus Morrison, 52. Hayward Patterson, 67. Aaron Salter, Jr., 55. Geraldine Talley, 62. Ruth Whitfield, 86. And Pearl Young, 77. God rest their souls. And we pray for all of the victims in that. Be careful, folks. Even going to the store, just keep your guard up. I mean, even saying that, though, I mean, how do you prepare for something like that? You can't. You can't. You can't. Look at the state that we've been in over the last two years. We, we've we've survived a pandemic, and now we continue to see things like this happen. Like, when's enough enough? Well, because I've always said that we're seeing shootings in, in everywhere at this point. Movie theaters, shopping malls. Now grocery stores. We've seen it in churches. Grocery stores are scary. Places like retail stores like Walmart are scary because that people go to those places on the daily. Exactly. And those are the places where you just don't think you're going to go get shot or lose your life. You think you're going to go get your item and leave. Yeah, I'm just here to get me, you know, a 12-pack of Dr. Pepper and some cheese and go home. Mm-hmm. And And you can't even do that. And you can't even do that because of freaks out there thinking that this, whatever theory he calls this, the Great Replacement Conspiracy Theory. Uh, Here's your theory, brother. You're 18 and you've not only ruined your life, but you've ruined countless people's lives because all of those people had families. Well, I watched the video and he's murdering people one by one. And there is this one particular guy that he comes across laying on the floor of the grocery store and... The guy says, puts his hands up over his face and says, no, no, no. And then the shooter looks at him and says, sorry, and doesn't shoot him and turns away. But the guy who said that was white. Yeah. So it makes me think, well, he was just saving a white person's life. And yes, there were some white victims. Yeah. But there were only two. 
Yeah. And he probably shot them just in the moment. Yeah. When you're when you're in the moment, you shoot. But his intention was to shoot black people. He had the N word written on his weapon. Mm. Written out on his weapon. That's disgusting. And we got people out there walking around, and you never know where they're at. So it's a scary world that we do live in. But ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get off that subject. We are going to make it a little bit softer and ease everybody's mood a little bit. And from the somberness, it is summertime. And at least I call it summertime. When school is out, it's officially summertime. So ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the summer by Freedom Fry as our song of the week. And we'll be right back after this. Now, if that's not a summer song, I don't know what is. Where'd you find that at? Just one of my random playlists. I don't question where I find my music. You no, know, weren't you talking about making an off the cuff with Adam Banks playlist? I would love to. Because a lot of people are always saying, Adam, we love the music that you play on the show. We would love to to just know what you play. So I've been thinking, and I've mentioned this before on the show, I would love to come up with some type of YouTube playlist yeah. and put all of the songs we've ever played on this radio show in yeah. a playlist. That would be cool. And I'm not just talking the songs of the week. I'm talking the intro songs to, oh, yeah. to our segments. That way people can be like, just just another way for our fans to to connect with us. Exactly. Amber, before we go to break, I just want to follow up on the Eric C. Khan docuseries. I think a lot of people by now have seen it. Absolutely, they've seen it. And another cool thing happened with that. When I research for this show and I look for topics to talk about on this show, there's this particular website that I like to use. It's called Deadline. Okay. And Deadline, I was on yeah. researching for the show, uh-huh. and I was actually researching for another podcast that I was doing for a friend of mine, and because the subject was Eric C. Kahn. Yeah. Well, and you're I, an expert at this and, point. And I was on Deadline looking up things about him, and Amber... Off the Cuff with Adam Banks was uh-huh. written about in Deadline. Uh, look at there. And you just stumbled upon that one, too. I did. The quote was basically, it said, as someone said in episode three, <laughs> it said, Eric C. Khan is Eric C. Gone. And that someone, it never said who it was. So I kind of got mentioned by Deadline. Kind of didn't. I, you got quoted by Deadline. I'll take it. I got quoted by Deadline, but it said, as someone said. Hey. Well, I'm here to let everybody know that I... I am, in fact, that someone. <laughs> so Matthew Carey was the author of that uh, particular article where he wrote about Eric C. Consul. Thank you, Matthew Carey, for noticing the Eric C. Gone quote. I did a podcast for a buddy of mine. Yeah. Uh, Dan Polly, Friends in the Corner podcast. Hey. Yeah, friend of the show. And I did his podcast. He did a whole podcast over the docuseries. And him, another guy from Eastern Kentucky named Nathan. Yeah. We talked about just what it was like growing up in the area where Eric C. Khan was. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> yeah. And you can check out our coverage of Eric C. Khan on last week's show if you haven't done that because we did a whole episode on that. But ladies and gentlemen, we still have... Have one more segment to go. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Hello, 
Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Last week, I gave advice to college graduates graduating from college, and that is such a pitiful, pivotal moment in your life, graduating college. It is. You're about to embark on what they call the real world. <laughs> well, Amber, it being graduation season, I would like to keep that tradition of what we did last week. But instead of giving advice to college graduates, mm-hmm. this week it's the high schoolers' turn. Hey, now those are the ones that need it. I would like to give advice to the high school graduates. Now, I wasn't asked, and I know it's a travesty, I wasn't asked to speak at any graduations <laughs> this year. Not this year, maybe next. So I, I, I'm available. If anybody wants to know next year to speak at graduation, I am available. But I do have some advice that I would like to give some high school graduates. Don't worry about selecting your major right off the bat when you get to college. You need to experience the... Get a feel for the classes. Get a feel for the teachers. Get a feel for kind of what you want. Take your basics. You've probably heard people tell you that before because you're probably going to end up changing it anyway. So save yourself the trouble and start out just taking your basics. Not only the trouble, but the heartache and the money. If you feel like college isn't for you, you don't have to go. Go do something, though. Go to trade school. Get you some type of certificate to go out and work in the field. Now, you know, it's funny you said that. I saw that, you know, they usually do signings for high school students that are doing sports and things like that. Yes. I seen a signing uh, for a student who was graduating going into trade school. The trade school came and did a signing for him. I saw that. Yeah, that's cool. That was really cool. Uh, Some advice also that I would like to give to high school graduates is you are the only person holding yourself back from making all of your dreams come true. (laughs) And you are because nobody else is going to help you with your dreams. I mean, everybody might have somebody out there that motivates them and and tries to push them in the right direction. But you, you high school student, have to get out there and make your dreams come true. If you ever want to be on the radio, you have to go out and do it. You do. Don't just think that you're going to have an Adam Banks come along in your life and pull you on his radio show. That don't happen <laughs> Are for you everybody. Calling me out. <laughs> calling me out. But sometimes everybody has a different journey. Amber, that was yours into yeah. the radio industry. But not everybody has that. I didn't have somebody pull me into the radio no. industry. I had to go out and do it myself. So you are the only person holding yourself back from making your dreams come true. Make sure that in college you at least read the Spark Notes. <laughs> If you have any reading assignments, is Spark Notes still a thing? No, you okay. just dated yourself so bad. <laughs> is that really not a thing? I, I Spark Notes Quizlet. Got, Spark Notes got me through many, many, many English essays. Mm-mm, we call it uh, Quizlet and Chegg now. If you survived high school, you can survive anything. I agree. Congratulations on just surviving high school. So just if you ever think that you are in a hard spot in college and you don't know how you're ever going to get out of it, just remember 
high schooler, you survived high school. Mm -hmm. How big of a jungle, Amber, is high school? Oh, it's the biggest jungle I've ever been in. The biggest. It's the most stressful. Uh When you would walk through the doors at Knott County Central High School in the Uh morning, you did not know what was ahead of you. No, every day was different. The pressure, the peer pressure, the 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 pressure to fit in, to look good, to wear the right things, to make <laughs> sure you had the right Abercrombie and Fit shirt on that day. Again, I just dated myself. <laughs> oh, man. Another advice to high school graduates is enjoy your summer vacations while you still have them. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that in college they can still have summer vacations. No, that's typically the time when you're expected to go out and get summer jobs. Or you got to take summer classes. And then I know a lot of people, we, I talked about this before, when you graduate from college... You're not on summer vacation anymore. No. You, like you, you don't get to start work in August unless you went into education. You need, you have to start working immediately. <laughs> so enjoy your summer vacations while you still have them. Oh, yeah. Yes. Don't do the long-distance relationship thing in college. No. Who wants to sit there and Zoom while you have a plethora of people <laughs> walking around campus your own age? Wait, would people be Zooming or FaceTiming? Either or. Yeah. FaceTiming probably. Yeah. Zooming now because we live in such a Zoomy <laughs> world. Some other advice that I will give to high school graduates is to use protection. I, it is it is crazy to me that protection is something that people don't talk about anymore. No. Condoms is something I don't feel like people buy anymore. I remember I used to be so excited to know that I was going to get to grow up one day and buy a box of condoms. (laughs) Because people would know, number one, people would know what I was doing. They would know. And then people would know that I was grown. Yeah. So now I'm grown. And, (laughs) well, it's like you don't really see much... Much of that. Yeah. Or maybe they're getting them off Amazon. I don't know. Ah, I don't know about that. But use protection. Diseases are out there. Rampant. Rampant more than ever. Amber, you've worked in the blood industry uh-huh. where you have done tests probably, where you've come across a few STD positive cases. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think it's what, uh, I think there's like 40 some million people in the world right now that have certain STDs. Let me ask you this. Would it shock us to know how many people have STDs? Absolutely. People you least expect it, Treat right? everyone as though they have an STD, and, you, and maybe you won't get one. Some other advice to high school graduates is quit comparing your accomplishments to that of your peers. One day you're going to graduate college, and that's going to be awesome, and you're going to be the awesome person that they never expected you to be. I think about people who probably thought that I was just going to always remain a dork. And in some ways I have. Well, joke's on them. You did. But in some ways I have. But but a lot of the times, a lot of people probably thought that I would never get to where I'm at. And I, it's, it's so gratifying to know that. <laughs> to know that I'm like... Toby Keith and Sam Whitehead. How do you like me? Now? How do you like me now? Uh, the and also no. And some other advice is high school doesn't define the rest of your life. It won't. No. So whatever happens in high school, just know that that won't follow you forever. Unless you let it. You and, know, you can let it. And I, I guess I'm talking about the anxieties, the depressions, and I think social media keeps us connected to high school more than what. 
uh, people even realize. Yeah. I moved away from my county for a reason. I moved away for for a better industry, but there was a lot of people that I just didn't want to see anymore. I feel you on that. And I feel like that I'm still sometimes living in the county that I left because of social media. Because if somebody from not county gets engaged, I see it. I don't care. I don't care, but I still see it on Facebook. And yeah. I've noticed, I'm like, well, duh, you're friends with them on Facebook. The majority of my friends are on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So uh, it's it's like... Uh, that that aggravates me. But just know that the things that happen in high school, if you're a dork in high school or a geek in high school or you're not really athletic in high school, you can always change yourself. You're still so young. Oh, yeah. You've, you're only at maximum 18 years old. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a long, long, long way to go. Some other advice, if you do go to college, make sure that you live on campus at least for the first year or I two. Agree. Don't go home on the weekends. No. Join some type of club. It don't have to be a fraternity or a sorority. It don't have to be a, a professional sports team. Join a club and because that will help your social circle more than what you'll realize. And also, finally, put yourself out of your comfort zone. And get a meal plan. I'll, I'll, I'll end the show with a story <laughs> of where I uh, put myself out of my comfort zone. On day one at Moorhead State University, Amber... I was scared out yeah. of my mind because I didn't know anybody. And I remember there was a block party going on the first day of everybody being there mm -hmm. uh, at Moorhead. And I didn't want to go down to the block party because I didn't have nobody to walk down with. Yeah. My roommates wasn't feeling it. They didn't want to go. And I didn't want to be the loser who walked down by themselves <laughs> and just kind of looked like he didn't know anybody, which was the reality. But I went down there anyway, felt mm -hmm. uncomfortable as could be. But it was there where I met my best friend in college that stayed my best friend through four years. And has still remained. Well, he's been on this show before. Exactly. And and I cannot imagine what college would have been like without knowing him. And I would not have met him if I hadn't have went to that block party. So that is a great example of putting yourself outside of your comfort zone. Put yourself in unfamiliar territory, and you will be surprised at what comes of that. If you're doing something that scares you, you're doing something right. I agree with that. And you get know a, I like that. And get a meal plan, like Amber said. <laughs> Always get the meal plan. Yes, because eating out can get expensive, especially in 2022. But good luck and congrats to all the high school graduates. Make sure that you take that advice with a grain of salt. But always wear sunscreen, too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that pretty much wraps up the show for this week. If you liked what you heard, you will like our previous episodes. So make sure that you follow Off The Cuff on social media at Off The Cuff with Adam Banks. We're on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow the co-host, Amber, at Ambu447. You can follow me, the host, at The Adam Banks. We release new episodes every Thursday from 4 to 5 right here on WLXU 93.9 FM, which means we will be back next week. So make sure you tune in. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Ember Turner. I'm Adam Banks, and this is Off the Cuff. We'll catch you down the road. Hey.